Hi everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley Herford, and today I'm joined by Emmanuel Levy, and we're going to be talking about our faith lives abroad. So, Emmanuel, would you like to introduce yourself to the typical indie intro, your name, dorm, hometown, major, and then also add in your study abroad info? Yeah, so hi everyone. As Ainsley said, I am Emmanuel and I am currently a junior. And this was last semester, was my last semester living in Soren College. And next year I'll be living off campus. I am a psychology pre-med supplemental major with a minor in theology. And I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, currently studying abroad in Toledo, Spain, and which is about 30 minutes an hour outside of Madrid. And I live with the host family and our program is like completely immersive where all of our classes are in Spanish and my host mom doesn't know any English. So wow. very fun. Very, yeah. Was that a tough adjustment or has that been mostly okay? I think it was a tough adjustment, but it's definitely worth it. I'd rather that than my host mom being able to speak English with me as just a fail safe. It's really <laughs> to really learn Spanish more quickly, which has been really awesome. That is great. Do you feel a lot more confident in your Spanish abilities now than at the beginning of the semester? Yes, I would say I definitely do. Not maybe not as fluent as one would think with the whole immersive program, but with lectures, it's very easy to just soak it all in without you without really practicing your Spanish, which is mm. obviously one of the hardest parts, just being able to speak it. But definitely I can I feel confident being able to have conversations one on one with another person, get directions. If I'm dropped in Spain, I don't feel insecure about finding my way around and talking with people and meeting people and having conversations so yeah nice that's awesome to hear I genuinely cannot fathom going to all of my classes in another language especially Mm -hmm. say you're in like a philosophy or something that's already kind of hurts the brain and then you put it in a new language just feel like I would come out of class and need a break every single time (laughs) yeah it definitely some days are harder than others where it's so easy to just like tune out because in a normal class if you tune out you can kind of just take it in mm-hmm. but with the classes being all in Spanish if I'm not 100% focused nothing's being retained <laughs> so there's, n- there's nothing happening yeah. that's funny that's funny. Okay, so to just get into the topic of this episode, um, could you just describe what your faith life is at home to give us kind of a basic ground level to be working with? Um, how religious would you consider yourself? What religion? Just like the basic fundamentals of what your faith life normally is back at school or at home in New Orleans. So we can dive into the abroad changes after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am practicing uh, Roman Catholic, Um, was baptized when I was a baby. My entire family are Catholic. And yeah, I was raised in Catholic home where I went to Catholic grammar school, Catholic high school, and obviously now a Catholic college, which I feel very fortunate, very blessed. So I'm very happy with my decisions and my family's decisions, my parents' decisions to um, guide me in the faith. And I would say that obviously my faith has come a long way since 
like high school even, and even the past couple of years. But re more recently, I would say at home, my faith is definitely centered around, um, I would say my family and even like my friends I have back at home, where my family, it's no question about going to mass every Sunday or even with my friends or maybe with my mom, I'll go to daily mass and just being involved in just a different maybe parish events that happen like lunches after the masses and so I would say that my faith life at home is very centered around this community of my parish and knowing the priests that are at that are at my parish and mm -hmm. being involved in a retreat called Tech Teens Encounter Christ back in my hometown which involves a whole diocese which has retreats three times a year and I started working those so that's kind of like when my faith like faith life is back at home and at Notre Dame it's pretty similar where the community is just with either my friends or people in my dorm where I know when I go to mass on Sunday at 10 p.m there will always be it will be a full church and even going to the daily masses I'll see the same familiar faces and it's really fun and being able to hop around maybe try different dorms and go to the basilica every now and then since Soren is right near the Basilica, which I would definitely yeah. miss being off campus next year. But I would say that um, versus home and Notre Dame, that it, oddly it felt easier to have like a good faith life at Notre Dame because everything was so close, everything was so convenient. Chapel down the stairs, a Basilica three steps away, where at home it was more difficult in the sense that I had to drive places. I couldn't mm -hmm. just walk them. And mass times were not as frequent or as diverse as they are at Notre Dame but I would say they're different but equally grounded and equally good so yeah nice yeah I would have to agree with your comments about Notre Dame I think the availability of like mass times how frequent they are we're so spoiled like you can any time of the day, if you want to go, um, if you're Catholic or enjoy Catholic mass, then mm -hmm. it's right there. And right. you you can find a time 1130. Oh, you missed 1130. Well, there's 1230. You miss that there's 515. And then there's 8 p.m., 830, 9, 930. 10, mm -hmm. Like there's 100 right. masses yeah. at night. So I definitely think at school is where my faith life has been the best of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, this semester we're both abroad. So what would you say has been like the biggest change to your faith life since coming abroad? Would you say it's more of a positive change or negative change? I would say fortunately for me, it's been a tremendously positive change in like in different aspects where um being abroad. I've been able to like, I guess, depending on the country you're in, I've been able to like being in Spain, since Spain is very culturally Catholic, that there is a lot of Catholic cultures and the festivities and the holidays are based around what's kind of happening in the Catholic Church. For example, our spring break was Holy Week. So that was very nice. I was able to go to Rome for the pilgrimage Ooh. and things like that. So exactly. And see, and see Ainsley. And just like going to different sites around Spain, I've been able to see like different holy sites and it's been super convenient with my travel plans. But I would say, but one of the more difficult parts of like being abroad is just the community aspect that I have back at home or back in Notre Dame, 
where I guess at Notre Dame, there's just obviously there's around 8,000 students and in our program, there's like 70 and 20 of them are from Notre Dame. So the community is a lot smaller and it's been just a little more difficult finding people that to go to mass with or just talk about on a deeper level about the Catholic faith. And I think that's just been one of the biggest adjustments because I know at Notre Dame or when I'm home, I always have someone to talk to about any kind of just things like dealing with the Catholic faith or just talking about random saints or saints, lives of the saints that I'm also interested in. And so especially with being abroad and the time difference, being able to have those conversations back with family or friends at home, it's no longer just a one hour time difference with my family, but now it's a seven hour time difference with my family. So linking up with those schedules and a lot of times, times when everyone's most free is around 11 p.m., 10 p.m. my time, Mm -hmm. which then becomes more inconvenient because I'm trying to be more quiet around the house as it gets later into the night since I live with the host family, as I said. Mm. So I think just the most difficult part then has just been having the community of even just like being able to talk to my parents or friends back at home. And it's just been more difficult in that aspect than just in being abroad, finding people that I feel comfortable with just being honest and having conversations like these about the faith. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely interesting. I think the positive is very similar here. Just the beautiful churches and being in Rome. I mean, I literally live like a seven-minute walk from St. Peter's Square, able to go to Easter Mass and be like 10 feet from the Pope. Um, that sort of stuff is very surreal. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. That's one of the special parts about studying abroad, I feel, is that sort of thing. The magic of it hasn't worn off mm-hmm. yet, which is pretty cool. But I also think it's different. It's very difficult. I mean, starting a community or finding your community for faith, I feel it can sometimes be a difficult process anyways. You know, wherever you're at in that, it's difficult to find people who feel like comfortable opening up as well as, who you you know, sometimes it's nice to, especially with faith, be with people who you know feel the same. And it's a difficult balance. I think being Catholic between like, okay, for some of these people, I feel like I'm too religious. For other people, I feel like I'm not like devout enough. And it's like an awkward place of trying to match um, all the different parts of yourself and find a community. And then you put yourself abroad. And it just feel like I feel like it gets even more chaotic. I know I've talked to some people and they say normally they go to mass back at school because it's so easy 9 p.m. in the dorm. But here on Sundays, we're traveling. I've had a couple weekends where it's like, been very difficult and um to find a time because my flight is at like noon or something so then it's like not really good timing in the morning but then by the time I get home it just can get chaotic especially with trains that take longer but it's definitely I think been very good in the beginning I was hating going to Italian mass I was just like I don't know what's going on and I really normally enjoy mass and so I felt just frustrated that I didn't feel like a part of any community or really knew what was going on. Um, But that's gotten better. I went to confession and the priest was kind of like, that doesn't make sense. The the He was like, the Eucharist is still the same. And I was like, okay, good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know that one I've, I've warmed up to, but was definitely difficult in the beginning. 
because being on my phone, I felt guilty. It's just, it's a thing, you know, and this is, this is definitely different than being at home. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't looking forward to being back on South Bend in South Bend in this regard. And like really excited to be able to have more control over my routine and um, life kind of go back to normal almost. But I would say that that is probably more of an over overarching theme for me right now, not just in regards to faith. Right. Yeah. I would definitely piggyback off like what you're saying with mass that I guess one of the differences for me since my program is immersive in the sense of like, mm-hmm. everything's in Spanish that it's been easier or not as much as a shock when I go to mass things are in Spanish it's mm. it's now I'm just usual I'm just used to it because my classes are in Spanish when I go back to my host family it's in Spanish so of course I'm just used to the immersive experience of everything being in Spanish mm-hmm. and actually one of the first things I did like one of the first things I did in, in the first couple of weeks being in Toledo was I bought a little little booklet to follow the order of the mass in Spanish so mm. I could have the responses and just like the and with your spirit and the yes. just like the holy, holy the gloria and the lamb of God things like that so I could have those responses that I could follow along with the people with the community and so I wasn't just standing there like a deer in headlights like what's going mm. on and things mm. like that even though I could recognize like oh this is what they're saying I just don't know how to say it I was like able to do that which has really been honestly super awesome and I also bought like the Magnificat like daily readings book so I'm able to follow along the readings and the psalms and the gospel and as my Spanish has been improving I've been able to like pick up more on what's being said throughout the mass which has been like really awesome seeing that evolve but definitely still the hardest part has still been like the homily with mm-hmm. sometimes the priest talks slow, sometimes they talk fast. And when they talk slow, I love it. I'm able to <laughs> little nuggets in the different life. I'm able to understand the whole message. But at one church I go to, the priest speaks like really fast. And even following along the gospel with my book is a little difficult. So the homily with no script is almost like impossible to comprehend. <laughs> but but yeah, so but I think that has definitely been a big help is just finding a way to follow along. And Mm. I think it's just been really beautiful to experience the mass in a different language. So Mm -hmm. I've also been to like Italy, France, and Portugal. So I've experienced it all in different languages. And now Spain or like being in Spain or going to mass in Spanish feels the most comfortable Mm -hmm. because it's what I'm used to when I go to Italy. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But in Spain, ironically, I feel like, oh, I know what's going on, which has been <laughs> super fun. And it's been nice. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to get back to a country that speaks only Spanish versus like, oh, man, where's the English? When I would travel, I'm like, oh, where's the Spanish? So, yeah, that's that's really cool that you have that perspective. One of my friends here, Patrick, shout out, Patrick, if you're listening, um, he printed off the responses for me, which was totally necessary very nice and now now i have a couple of them i don't even need to look at the sheet and with your spirit we say it so many times and now Mm -hmm. i've got it down and i i totally know what you mean like i've been trying to listen to it in italian and then just like read all of the readings during the homily because not like i know what's going on either Mm -hmm. as you understand so during the readings 
I try to listen and I'm like, oh, I recognize like, you know, five words and I try to guess what reading it is based <laughs> on that. Um, and yeah, it's just been it's been a journey of trying to appreciate it. It is funny when you're in a place, it kind of starts to feel like home and then you leave. And I know like when I come back to Rome, I'm like, ah, oh, like I can relax. It's yes, so much exactly. normal. I went to Palm Sunday Mass. I was in Paris. So I went to Mass at the Sacre Cour. And I had actually no idea what was going on. Cause you can I can like pretend with Italian. I know a little bit Spanish, took it in high school. Maybe we know remember, but French. Right. There was so no shot. I I was like completely lost. Mm-hmm. Um which, yeah, when you come back, you're like, ah, oh, Italian. I know buongiorno, like I know, I know my little phrases that French. help me versus exactly. French. I was just, I was relying very heavily on my friend who studies in Angers, that is for sure. <laughs> right, you're right. Yeah, I say also that something that I guess shadows to Notre Dame is the Hollow app that I've actually mm-hmm. been using to listen to like the daily reflections or with Jeff Cavins or listen to mm. Father Mike Schmidt's like homilies on Sundays. So what I would try to do is listen to the, the homilies or the reflections before I go to mass so that I know I'm hearing the gospel in English and then I hear the reflection. So when I go in, I know, okay, this is what the gospel will be about. Mm. And even if I don't know the homily, I'm like, okay, I have the reflection already listened to and I already right. know the message, which I think just like finding like different ways, which is something I never really did. But yeah, I never, mm-hmm. it was definitely something I didn't do before going abroad because every time I went to mass, I knew what the homily was being said. So I really had no need to listen to an outside reflection. But now mm-hmm. this is something I've adapted to kind of my routine of listening to these reflections before I go to mass. And so now, I don't know, maybe it's something I'll continue when I go back home because it's like, oh, it's, it is good like hearing different perspectives and mm-hmm. um, on gospels. So yeah. Yeah, and you're reflecting on it the whole time, which is nice that you're able to sit with it for longer. Mm-hmm. I feel that sort of stuff really points to how much more intentional you have to be abroad, especially we have a commute to school. Mine's about a 35-minute walk. And if you take the bus, depending on – in the morning, the bus is not reliable. Like, for example, this morning, the bus just didn't come, and then I was late to class. It just gets chaotic in mm-hmm. rush hour, but – when you have a long commute and then just life seems way more chaotic here than it does at school, even though we have less work and it's just it's just very different. Totally yeah. shook up the routine. And I feel like with faith, especially it's an, perhaps, an, you know, it's an unfortunate truth for probably maybe a lot of people is when life is chaotic, the optional things, if you will, or what to or what sort of start to fall and I feel like faith is one of those things that will fall to the wayside and so that's definitely been a struggle being abroad is making sure that especially when you don't have a community to rely on that you're keeping yourself accountable and still trying to do your daily acts of prayer or Mm -hmm. meditation or whatever you do to stay connected right yeah I totally agree I think that kind of what you said with just like the commute for me, I live, my host family lives outside the downtown, I guess you would call where my classes are, even though like Toledo itself, is not as big as Rome. It's like a 20 minute um, commute to get to my classes. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think something I looked into was like, okay, what are mass times? So I can, like, once I got my schedule, I was 
like fumbling around like okay where can i go to mass what's available and luckily for me the cathedral has like mass every day at 5 30 and that works with my schedule like the majority of the days that i can go if i want to go when i and that's been like super nice super convenient for me that the cathedral is like a 10 minute less than, a less than 10 minute walk from where from where my classes are so that's been super nice that i know i can go there whenever i need to and then i found like another parish in my um neighborhood that i live in with my host family and that one is like a 15 minute walk from where i go from where i live and those masses are like at 7 30 and something that i learned is that they also change with the seasons <laughs> and i showed up to mass thinking i was like right on time at 7 30 and it was like 7 45 i'm like where is the priest and i asked <laughs> and I'm like i'm like what time is mass at and she was like oh it's at eight like it changed from 7 30 to eight so I, it's just finding <laughs> out like new things like oh okay good to know okay now I need now I know to start getting that down but yeah it's definitely definitely more of a scramble to kind of find time because I think it I don't know if it's noticed this in Rome but it seems like there is a lot less access online it's like I'm searching like one of the mass times I'm like yes. going down a rabbit hole like to find some obscure page I'm like it's like maybe TripAdvisor sometimes I'm using. Yes, and it's, it's like, always the TripAdvisor yeah, question. This post was eight years ago. I'm like, who even knows? Like post-COVID, <laughs> post like, is this so accurate? So I think that's been like the, mm -hmm. also one of the hardest parts, like with traveling on Sundays. I'm just like looking for anything. I'm like, mm -hmm. what's a church that has mass? Is it closed? Is it before my, is it before the bus leaves? Is it before the train leaves? Or yeah, it's definitely, but it's like been a good, I would say though overall it's been like a good problem to have I guess uh, mm -hmm. it's because it, like you said it makes it a lot more intentional where it's not just it, it's not just part of my routine to walk down the stairs go to mass go back continue doing work and I just mm -hmm. kind of do it mindlessly now it's like I'm on the hunt to find like a church <laughs> I can go to on, on Sunday when I'm traveling and so I'm like when I find it it's a lot more special like oh yes I found a mass and so yeah yeah I yeah definitely agree I'm laughing at what you said about finding things online because they just do not believe in having a website or masstimes.org does not exist over here we need mass times right. how am I supposed to find, mm -hmm. find these churches the trip advisor things that's so real too and then you look and there's always conflicting answers too someone will be like oh mass is at 11 mass is at 10 30 I'm like well which one? Yeah, <laughs> you have to check the signs outside mm -hmm. to know for sure. Right. I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's also I've noticed lots of like flyers on the side of churches that I've passed in Toledo that have mm -hmm. the mass times, and that like, this is the only place I can ever find them. So I'm like, yes. I took a picture, and then I'm like, oh, I took that picture a month ago, and it's one random picture in the midst of all in the sea of my all my other pictures. I'm like, well, I. <laughs> Like, like, will I be able to find this one picture that I think I took sometime in early February? That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Too many photos to search through. It's a good problem to have, I guess. Many things to photograph. But you touched on this before about listening to, like, the podcasts um, with the Hollow app. But in what ways do you think this experience, finding a new faith life I guess um abroad will impact your faith once you return home back to the U.S. and then how do you think 
this will just impact your life in general. We're nearing the end. So just mm-hmm. any last reflections on this and faith? Right. Yeah, I think returning back home, I think it's, I don't know. I've been thinking about that, how like maybe I'll, like I said, I'll start listening to the daily reflections before I also go to mass just to add, like keep that intentionality there where I'm like forcing myself to use like, okay, carve out eight minutes. It's literally just eight minutes to listen to like those daily reflections before mm-hmm. I go to mass and Soren. And I'm just like running down the stairs, like maybe like a minute late to the mass that's a minute away. And so like carving out that extra time, I think is something that I will start doing more where like at these masses coming late feels more awkward or I never really know when I'll be there in time. So I make sure I get there a little earlier, maybe like say some prayers, pray like a ticket of the rosary before mm-hmm. to uh, help me just focus more on the mass because since it is in a foreign language, I'm like, oh, well, I want to do something that prepares me for uh, a new journey. And so I think that's something that I, I will continue of, I think just being more intentional about mass and not mm-hmm. just rushing and wanting to get it over with or wanting to just like go on to the next thing of just making sure I'm really calm, prepared when mm-hmm. I go to mass and mm-hmm. and that aspect. And I also think, that I don't know something that I might do I'm not sure is every now and then go to the Spanish masses either at Notre Dame or in my parish because they have Spanish mass every Sunday and so I think that could be like a cool experience seeing how because I really I've gone maybe a couple times in in general in my lifetime to the Spanish masses in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and just seeing how the Spanish masses compare in America versus Spain because it's a lot of American Spanish versus Castilian Spain Spanish and mm, just how the mm-hmm, cultures mm-hmm. are I think that was something that I will bring back and but yeah overall though I think something maybe not a routine that I will continue doing because a lot of my routines are obviously based around the Spain the traveling every weekend and things like that but right. aside from just like being more intentional Mm-hmm. I think just my experiences of like going traveling to the different places of like I've been to Fatima I've been to Lourdes and I've been to various different pilgrimage sites within mm-hmm. Spain on different like solo trips I've done and I think just I guess the graces from those trips that I've been to all the prayers I've said at those holy sites and mm-hmm. you know, just learning more about my faith while I've been abroad are things I'll take back because even though like you said it's like it's different types of busyness versus here and back in Notre Dame where the classes here are a little more laid back but now there's a commute to get there and there's a commute to get back and mm-hmm. living with his family and so like there are different adjustments that kind of take over that but I think one of the biggest things one of the best things for me is that with the workload kind of calming down a little that I've been able to read more books. And so I've read like more books about the saints. And so mm-hmm. I think that's been super cool because a lot of the saints are European. They're like Italian right. or, Spanish or things like that. I'm right. like, wow, I'm I'm either in the city, like, oh, I read about St. Teresa of Avila and I read one of her books. I'm like, she, I, I've been to Avila. She walked around the streets of Toledo and so I think that's been cool experiences and like going to where going to Manresa where St. Ignatius wrote 
his spiritual exercises in Spain. And so I think those I experienced are things that I will like take back with me and like tell stories about like till the day I die about mm-hmm. oh I went to, like literally hometowns of saints and saw all these various different saint stories after reading their books. And so I think that is, I think just trying to live a life that's more saintly like the saints I've heard about in these circumstances and reading about like the lives they had is something that I will like bring back to my life, like back at home. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Very cool that you've gotten to go to a lot of those places. That's one of the cool perks of Catholicism is since there's all these saints, you have so many, so many big locations to hit, which Mm -hmm. has been cool. And it's been great that that's, you know, something that's important to you that you were able to prioritize. And now you have these really great experiences. That's really cool. That's really cool. Nice. And to finish off this episode, this is how we like to do it, how we like to end it. Do you have any advice for people studying abroad? Any advice in general or advice about like the faith or? Both. Yes. And however you wish to answer. I think um, in regards to faith, I think just like anything like exercising or any type of like routine, like you're saying, it's easy for the, like the things that are optional or like not being graded, I guess. Are yeah. the things that fall to the wayside, <laughs> and so I think if you have like a strong faith life back at home, or even if you don't, or you want to try to get into a, a stronger faith life, then when if you when you go abroad, like try to definitely put that in the forefront and like stick that into your schedule like mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Because the longer you wait to add it to your schedule, the more difficult it will get. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start going to like daily mass. And so, like, if I didn't go once, it was okay. And I'm like, okay, like, I'll just make sure if I couldn't go on Wednesday, let me see what I what I can do better to make sure I can make it on Wednesdays because that's part of my goal. And so now that's, like, later on, I'm like, wow, I've been really, like, keep me up with this goal. But if I had waited to, like, oh, let me make sure, like, all my classes are chill and let me get sell the routine. And I would say mm-hmm. make that a priority and it would just make – life a whole lot easier because now it's like without a question I'm like oh it's 515 let me get my walk and start going to mass and then I would say also that depending I guess what your where what your program is that mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I think that I was told also before was like kind of do what you want to do while you're abroad because mm-hmm. everyone has different motivations different goals different plans for when they want to go abroad and some people want to see all the major cities. Some people want to, some people have been to Europe and they want to do just things in their own country or they want to revisit or they have family in another city or their family is coming one weekend. So they're going somewhere. So I would say try to have a balance between going on like big group trips or doing things that everyone wants to do. So you're obviously not just alone all the time, but also mm-hmm. making sure you do things that like you really want to do. Like I knew I wanted to go to Fatima and Lourdes. And those ended up both being solo trips, but I wouldn't have it any any other way. I wouldn't have wanted to go to another city with the with the big group. I'm glad mm-hmm. I was able to do like what I wanted to do because I know I would have enjoyed it more. So I think it's definitely hard sometimes to have like FOMO, but then mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's like before I'm like, oh, I'm planning this trip and everyone else is going somewhere else. But after the experience, I'm like, I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't trade it for anything else. So after like mm-hmm. looking back, 
I've just enjoyed also my solar trips so much. They've been like, they've been so much fun and so rewarding. I think I've grown a lot from those, but I've equally also really liked the small group trips, the program trips. I think just Mm -hmm. soak it all in and just try to do whatever you can do while also not stressing out too much and kind of just (laughs) take it day by day is what I would say. Yeah. That's huge. I think we could do an entire episode about FOMO. It's really (laughs) difficult, like finding a balance of, oh, like the big group is doing this trip. Oh, wait, I don't even really want to do that. But it's this huge group and I wasn't invited. Like, why not? Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But I think you're very, you totally hit the nail on the head, especially with what you said about starting ahead I feel anytime I begin a semester and decide oh I'm gonna start doing this once everything settles I never start doing it because nothing ever fully settles enough for like that reason to exist and yeah my one of my favorite quotes it's a Chinese proverb and it that my brother told me this a long time ago and I really try to live it is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now and I feel like that's huge so if you are listening to this episode you know we have two weeks left of study abroad and you're like I haven't done this whether it's exercise or read or you've been not journaling or going to mass or praying or whatever now's the time now's the time and definitely I know I have to schedule it in when I say oh, I'll pray for 15 minutes or I'll do a reflection. Unless I'm like telling myself when it's happening, mm-hmm. it might not happen. So no, yeah, I definitely, I would say, I'm the same with the routine. I yeah, I what I've done is I've like added it in my schedule like a couple of different mass times per day. So even if I like, I'm checking my, okay, there's like a mass time at the cathedral, but like I'm at home right now. Like, okay, well, it's like kind of just a reminder in case I am near the location because it's also very easy when you're in a conversation with someone and I'm like I just get like, the little buzz on my phone it's like oh in 10 minutes is the mass in the mm-hmm. cathedral I'm like oh perfect because it's like for me it's a 10 minute walk so I set the timer to let to remind me 10 minutes before sometimes mm-hmm. I remember sometimes I'm like oh shoot like I didn't even realize that one hour had passed since I started writing this essay or something like that so I would mm-hmm. say google calendars are very useful <laughs> I just like yeah. overbook it with different like kind of mass times or different things that I could go to so I just not that I'm like oh I'm going to like three masses in one day but more Mm -hmm. so depending on where I am to the day may change I might might come home early I might decide to stay in Toledo I Mm -hmm. know the options and it's not as much fumbling on those websites to find Mm -hmm. out what church has what mass time at at what location in what chapel or whatever so yeah yeah I think this is great advice. Thank you for your reflection on this topic. I know it's very personal, can be challenging to talk about. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Check back in in two weeks for our next episode. And until then, stay updated on all things study abroad on our Instagram at ND International.